Welcome, everyone, to the greatest wrestling podcast in our imaginations. Oh, don't, don't forget to say a special Father's Day edition podcast. Is it really, though? I mean, it is because today is Father's Day. Oh, I mean, I know I know today's Father's Day, but is it really a father? You know what? That, shame on us. We should have done that. Damn. Well, speaking of Father's Day, we can talk about something that I wanted to talk about. How about uh, Brock Anderson? Brock, oh, making oh. making his AEW debut on Friday. Um, I, I I've been uh, so busy with uh, personal things, but uh, I did see snippets here and uh, snippets of it and everything, and quite to it, say, I'm uh, impressed. He impressed. looked. I mean, he reminded me a lot of his dad. Like, not going to uh, lie. I got major Arn Anderson vibes. Well, when they say that uh, you have a mini-me, like that, there's the, yeah. being a parent, yeah. Um, especially me being included. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's the direct descendant of his own father. Yeah, I'm like, no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, he, he just give it a couple of years, he'll get bigger. To actually get to the size of his dad, but he looks like um hairstyle, everything, the come over, all that stuff. I'm like, that's a all right. Yeah, Arn looked Arn looked very, very pleased, I will say. And speaking of AEW, did you also check out the uh the cage match? Not I shouldn't even call it a cage match because it was the MMA fight. Wardlow uh, and Hager. I I I did see clips of that as well and I got a lot of good reviews until they started like doing actual wrestling moves in it and everything it's like I get it because they're doing like hurricane rides and stuff it's like okay I get this I'm like you're going from the speculation of you're trying to make the Lions did match that WWE did way back in the day look like a joke to being serious and then it's like taking to something else yeah i was pretty nervous about it to be honest and then i started watching it started out really really good and it's it's probably not even worth mentioning because like honestly comparatively to how other wrestling companies have done things like that in the past it looked it looked pretty good by comparison like i didn't have very many my one complaint is like Again, if you've if you've watched a lot of MMA or train, you can tell that Wardlow wasn't as experienced just because of his footwork. But again, he's a pro wrestler. But they made it look a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So hats off to those guys. I thought they did pretty good, all things considered. Because what I was worried about is that it was just going to turn into a wrestling match inside of an octagon. Right, which is they got that they they got that they tried to not go that route. Per se, but then again, you get. I, I'm trying to remember. Did the they they went straight like like those back in the day? They're reading, right? Yeah, they they well at one point WWE. I forget what era. These stupid things. Yeah, the uh, WWE at one point was doing like legit boxing matches. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not talking about the brawl for all. I'm talking about uh. And things with Ken Shamrock and stuff. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Because they actually had a legit, like, 
I wouldn't even call that. I wouldn't even call that an octagon because, like I said, they call it lion's den. Yeah. But they have yeah. like a little cage type thing, and they had Owen Hart involved. Yeah. I'm trying to think, it was if it was straight MMA or if they actually did wrestling moves in that too. I don't remember for sure. I think it was supposed to be just like shoot fighting, which is what Shenrock was known for, which is basically the precursor to MMA. Right. I mean, right, really, right. it's the same thing. Right. But yeah, so I thought that was good. Dynamite, Dynamite overall was pretty good. Uh, NXT well, was pretty good. Yeah, um, uh, especially with Samoa Joe coming. Back. That's pretty much what made it good. Although it, I, I liked it how they did it because a lot of the rumors were that Joe was going to come back and be general manager of NXT, and I think he's going to eventually get there. But they kind of teased it. Because Regal offered it to him, and he was like, no, I can't accept because I've got, you know, this, that, and the other that I still want to do. He, uh, what, what, what was funny about all this is that it reminds me of an old gimmick that uh, WWE did before, uh, back in 2004, that's what it was. No, it was 2003, 2003. <clears throat> And they did it with a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they're, they're, like, this is one of those things that's like, I'm not trying to down on it and everything because nothing's new in wrestling. It's just this is one of those things that's like, okay, Austin couldn't, Austin was beating on superstars and everything after a while. And he's like, hey, you can't touch them until you're physically provoked. I like that. I like that idea because one, Joe's injured. So he can't really wrestle. Right. And two, this actually gives people a chance to actually see him work, per se, actually get physical again, instead of just standing behind a commentary booth. Yeah, which, I was on I was on a forum. I don't remember which one specifically, but we were the topic of Samoa Joe would come up, and I even said, I was like, honestly, I hope the rumors that he's going to come back to WWE are true. And as you've seen, he did. Yeah. And it was funny. A lot of people were like, no, I want him to be an AEW. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And like, not to say it would be bad, but I think Joe deserves to kind of cement his legacy in the biggest company. Because he's, he's got fewer years left than he's got behind him. I'm not saying he's going to retire tomorrow, but right. You know, and I, I think, I think Samoa Joe, just deserves to have his legacy cemented after everything he's done in a play in, in WWE. Well, that's what, uh, pretty much AJ Styles is doing right now. Yeah. And I, and again, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Now I think AJ Styles would be pun intended phenomenal in AEW, but you know, after all AJ did in his career, he kind of deserves to cap it off with a strong WWE run. And then probably I'd love to see AJ as an agent, in WWE because I think he could really help put together some stellar matches. Right. Right. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I mean, everything he's done in TNA, um, he's won every, he's won every title there in TNA multiple times. Uh, not just the TNA titles, the NWA titles too. The NWA title, NWA tag titles, TNA world title, TNA tag titles. X going, division. Yeah, going back to NWA Wildside. Yeah. 
uh, X Division, uh, Global Legends TV title, that, that King of the Mountain belt. About that, it's got so many names, but the same design. Um, uh, he, he's one King of the Mountain, he's one Mr. TNA, he's one everything. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a Mark Rage style. I mean, who's not when it comes to for him, especially when a TNA debuted, especially when it was on ESPN. It's when I started when I started watching on ESPN, I was like, holy crap, something new. I like this. I want to keep watching. And it hooked me in. And I I even ordered one of those. Uh, weekly pay-per-views at one point. I don't remember who I wrestled on it. I'm, I'm sure AJ Styles was on it because it's AJ. Um, but even then, it's like, I've been hooked on AJ Styles since TNA debuted and followed him all the way to Japan and now there to me. But what's, what's coincidentally enough is I'm a WCW fan and I don't remember him being in there at the end. Yeah, but he was... But obviously he was there at the end. I just don't remember that. Yeah, but it was very, it was very, it was kind of like how, how Rob Van Dam was in WCW. Oh, well, well, he actually got a bigger uh, uh, thing than RVD did though. Yeah, but again, like his, his legacy was cemented in TNA or not his legacy rather. His career was cemented in TNA. If well, WCW right. had stayed around, I think AJ Styles would have been a main player there very, very shortly. Right. Because he's part of a tag team called uh, Air Raid. Yeah. With, with Air Paris. I'm like, and this is me like a few years later finding out because of the internet and everything. Because back then, wrestling was like a blur to me because it was all so like, in 2001, and then I was like, "Oh, Adrian Styles was in WCW." Yeah, but this is this is the same company that brought you the Shockmaster. Hey, yes. <laughs> still yes. legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's not his fault that he fell through the door. They are the one that they are the one that rigged it wrong. They. Sprayed glitter on a stormtrooper helmet, dude. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm talking <laughs> about the whole him falling through the wall. And I hope. I hope. I hope somebody listens to this one day and doesn't know about the Shockmaster, and then Google, uh, like Google's the video so that they know we are not making this up. Yeah, you got. You got. Um, Harlem Heat with Sid Vicious. Uh, against uh, uh, staying across from uh, David Boy Smith with dreads, 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 mind you, whatever. Well, it was the Sting. 90s. Oh, well, Sting and Sting's yelling the shock master and he falls through a wall, literally falls through it. That's right up there when we showed Eric the uh, the the uh. Booker T promo where he uh, accidentally drops the end bomb. No, you dare say it. Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying it. He did. Though. No, no, we know. We know. Oh, Eric laughed his ass off when we showed him that. That was so funny. Anyway, the topic of this week's episode is actually we're going to address and sort of discuss the rumors that WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling are in negotiations to have an exclusive 
working relationship. And this is all alleged, I believe it was reported in the Wrestling Observer, that a gentleman who was the president of WWE, Nick Khan, has been in talks with New Japan management. And then Tony Khan cut his now infamous promo. Yeah, we got the cons here going back and forth. Yep. But I see Tony's point. I think these, like, do I believe they were talking to each other? Yes. But here's one thing that a lot of people don't understand about, and this isn't true of all business in Japan, but I've heard, not horror stories, but I've heard stories about people who negotiate with Japanese companies. Like, just because they're talking to you does not mean they're going to say yes. All right. Like, you can be in negotiations for six months and they never have any intention of saying yes to you. Right. My thing is on this whole thing is it would be bad for business. I think long-term, particularly for New Japan, it'd be great for WWE. It would suck for New Japan. Right. See, this is the thing of WWE's trying to close that forbidden door that's open right now. Yes, but here's kind of the more sinister part of it. So... And I think this is why New Japan, like like I said, I believe New Japan's talking to them, but I think they're stalling because WWE has already, they already kind of fired shots when they had their special in Tokyo. I believe it was back in 2016 or 2017. After Japan started getting hot, WWE had that uh, special where Finn yeah, Balor beast. won the oh. NXT championship again. Beast in the East, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then, but here's the thing. So this is what I suspect. I think if New Japan ultimately tells WWE no, that WWE will then approach just all the other Japanese companies. Like they've already expressed interest in purchasing Pro Wrestling Noah. Right. And apparently they've expressed negotiation, uh, a desire to negotiate with like all Joshi Pro and even all Japan from what the rumors say. See, see, and that, that you know, you know what that means right there. If they're trying to do all of this, that means that WWE is desperate because they're trying to do whatever they can to stay top dog. Well, they're trying to do everything they can. Yeah, but in in spite of New Japan, and New Japan yeah. is top dog in Japan, and arguably, right. But what I'm saying is, just, I'm not just trying to say that. I'm just trying to say like they know that. Because that forbidden door is open and talent can go everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. When between not just Japan, but Mexico too, AAA and Impact and, you know, AEW, that talent can go around in all four companies and WWE's trying to shut that door saying, right. no, no, if you work for us, you work for us, that's that. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out though. Like, okay, let's say hypothetically that WWE and New Japan are an exclusive deal, and th- presumably that would come along with Japan with New Japan's working relationship with CMLL. So WWE would have access to talent exchange with New Japan and CMLL, but that would also mean that per the agreement there would be stipulations, meaning that you know New Japan would not be able to have its own presence in the u.s it would have to be through wwe but don't tell me for a second that wwe is going to have no wwe events in japan like don't tell me for a second 
Same goes with Mexico. WWE is not going to agree to terms where CMLL has exclusivity in Mexico and WWE can't tour. Like, that's nonsense. Right. They, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, WWE is trying to, Vince is trying to rule all wrestling again. He wants right. people to stay in their own spot and while they're the top touring company. Right. Now, because, but here is where here is where I would say Vince McMahon is once again, not just Vince McMahon, but WWE as a company for the most part is out of touch because like in 2011, absolutely New Japan should have taken that deal. Absolutely. Because even if they had to tolerate WWE in their backyard, their stars would still get exposure through WWE programming. But after 2016, New Japan does not... I mean, yeah, they would they would get a little bit more eyes on the product by having, say, Naito or Okada appear on Raw, for sure. But for the most part, New Japan does not really need the WWE machine behind them. Okada doesn't need to go to WWE. No, but now, okay, but here... And here's the... Here's the where I'm going to piss some people off. I'd love to see Okada in WWE, just not exclusively. If Okada showed up on Raw, that is money. It, it is, but he would get used horribly, like Kenta was. Like well, Kenta and I think I think what needs to happen, and I, I don't think this will happen, but from a fan's perspective, what I would love is I would love that Forbidden Door to be open, and say, hey. If Naito wants to do like a year run with WWE and be part of the title picture, great. That's awesome. But at the same time, uh, Yuji Nagata can do a six-month program with the IWGP US title with Mox in AEW. But right, I I totally understand everything you're saying, but. That won't happen. Uh, exactly. Like that's that's my wishful thinking. I'd also right. it's also my wishful thinking that Shinsuke would leave WWE and go back to New Japan, but that's just me. Well, well you're not wrong for my a buddy of my standpoint. He's the same. He, he yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. That's his, that's his thing. <laughs> well, but what what kills me about Shinsuke is everybody's like, well, you know, he's getting older, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not like. He he went right from New Japan, and save for his first max match in NXT, it just wasn't the same Shinsuke. So it's not that he's getting older; it's the fact I I just don't think he's meshing with that WWE style. And they are we've heard story after story after story about how rigid WWE is with wrestlers working within their style. Now again, it's less strict in NXT, or at least it used to be. Because Sami Zayn and Shinsuke did not have a WWE-styled match. They had an indie match, if ever I saw one. They did. And it was awesome. Because Triple H likes the indie style working. I think Triple H just likes to see a very... Which is why NXT was so popular. Because it was... You just saw so many different things on one show. Like... One of my favorite matches of all time is that uh, uh, Tyler Bate and oh god Tyler Bate and um, Pete Dunne for the yes. NXT yes. UK Championship. Yes. 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 Total, total British, total British style, and yet one of the most entertaining matches. Fifteen minutes of it was about a finger, mm-hmm. 
but to this day, one of the best matches I've ever seen. I forget which NXT takeover that was, but if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check that out. Was it Brooklyn? Was it NXT takeover Brooklyn 1? I'd have to look that up. I don't remember for sure. I think it was. I don't want to call me on that one. Our listeners have the Google machine, but literally, if you just look up Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn, you'll find it. UK, NXT UK title. Yep, you'll find it. But yeah, so that's what I'm. I, what I what I'd really like to see is, I like what I'm seeing with AEW and their cross promotion, which I'm biased because I'm a big fan of cross promotion. But to me, it's just a different landscape now because it's not as competitive. Like you don't need to shut out other companies because now you're not. For example, when people talk about the Monday Night War coming back, I always say the same thing. It's like, it's never going to happen. Why? Because I can literally watch AEW whenever I want. I can literally watch WWE whenever I want. You're no longer locked into when it's on TV. Like, it's all on demand. So by virtue of that, wrestling fans no longer have to choose. That they, yeah, that, I mean, we do have the DVR. That's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, we've got the DVR too and everything, so it's like you're you're still gonna watch both. Yeah, at that point you're watching your favorite live because I'll be I like I try to watch Dynamite Live when I can, but I usually can because I yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like if you have Monday Night Raw versus AEW both two both each two hours, you're gonna record Raw. If you're an AEW fanboy or a WWE fanboy, but you still watch wrestling, you're gonna watch AEW live. And as soon as AEW is over, you'll go right back and watch Raw. Yeah, that or you'll watch it tomorrow because, you know, whatever. Whatever you got to do. Well, I'm I'm just, like, stating in general. Instead of, like, going back and forth, which some people who uh, have, like, certain things and everything, like, uh, well, what is it? Like, Sling. Uh, Yeah. Somebody will will watch AEW on their computer. And watch NXT on their TV. Oh, see, I'm not that diehard. I like to pay attention to one thing at a time. Well, like, I, I know somebody who used to do that and everything. When they were on at the exact same time, he would go, he'd watch back and forth. Oh, man. And everything. Actually, these same set people, um, like, the, that that night that we were uh, at AEW and in, in uh, Live, um, they somehow pulled up the USA thing on their phone, <laughs> and they're watching. NXT. They were watching it while they were at AEW live. Yes. Oh man, that's that's because, a level of dedication that I just I just well, do not have. Well, but the problem was we were, it was during that tag match. Oh yeah, during the tag match. Why don't you remind the viewers what tag match we're talking about? Since we just uh, we keep shitting on it over and over again. Uh, I'm sorry, but it, it was a private party and Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad match. It's just like there was spots in there that's like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? Mark Quinn legitimately almost went over the guardrail. Like, barely uh, missed it. Yeah, and that finish and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that finish was weird. Jericho promo was amazing, though. Was it? Was oh, it? yeah. You don't remember that? 
That was no, the... no, 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 no. I remember it, especially when they were like, "Oh, but, but I don't deserve him and Scorpio. I don't deserve a title shot." I don't like, think. Like, and a lot of people, a lot of people hated on it because like, it's so stupid. I'm like, yeah, it was, but it was supposed to be funny, and like it was. You don't think I, it was a title shot? You don't know think it was a title shot? Well, guess what, sir? Shake my hand because you got a title shot. <laughs> we like, shook on it. <laughs> what? Like, what? Like it, it was kind of goofy, but but yeah, going back to what we were talking. So like, as it stands now, I actually made a little chart that nobody gets to see because it's very crude. And those of you <laughs> listening on. Okay, quick aside. Those of you that have discovered us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other other, uh, audio streaming platforms, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. And uh, hope you keep enjoying because curious thing, uh, we talked about this before we went on air, our audio streaming numbers are significantly better than our YouTube numbers. Like, it's not small, which we'll figure out why. And shout out to our fans in New Jersey, because you guys are, at least from Spotify, you're the number one viewers by far. So oh, really? Represent Jersey. <laughs> shout, shout out to Newark. To, to, to the bros. Yeah, the to the bro, to the broskies. The broskies and the, and the brodettes out in Jersey. Are they brodettes? I, I would, I would, that's, I would do it because I'm not a, because I'm trying to equal. I'm trying to equal for both parties. Gotcha. Okay. So, like when you like when you have a man and a woman in the in the room and everything, you got dudes, and I call the women dudettes. Well, yeah, because we're children of the '90s. It just right, but I'm just I'm just stating in general. Well, anyway, bros and brodettes of the great state of New Jersey. Thank you for checking out down the middle. Remember to tell your friends, especially if they like wrestling. And if they don't like wrestling. Just make them listen to it because you want to be a dick to them. I'm sure everybody up in Jersey likes wrestling. I was going to say, I, th- I think to listen to this, you would have to like wrestling. Uh, especially when you got WrestleMania that comes up there. and Yep, the big enjoy. ones. Yeah. And so staying on that same topic, I would like to remind everyone, our, from YouTube anyway, um, we do our live stream every other Sunday. And then what I've been doing is I've been uploading our older episodes onto the auto streaming platforms on our off weeks. And when we catch up, there'll be a new podcast every two weeks until we decide to change the schedule. So that's what our, uh, but if you're, if you found us on the audio platforms, so it won't be, it won't be this coming Sunday for you. It'll be the next one. Check out the live stream on YouTube if you want, because we always have a live super chat and we engage with everyone that uses it. Speaking of, is there anybody in the chat right now? There's people watching, but nobody's in the chat. Everybody's all quiet over there. Don't be quiet. I guess nobody. I guess nobody disagrees with what we're saying because we're wrestling gods. I am a wrestling god. So happy you went there. I'm not JBL. Sorry. So happy you went. I am a wrestling god. I try to do JBL, but not not JBL. I'm not drunk enough. Get it. <laughs> not Get it. Get yourself a brewski. So anyway, where I was going. So basically, the, the the it's kind of a confusing organization chart if you think about it. But basically, the way things are set up right now, except maybe for Ring of Honor, because I'm not sure where they stand. I think New Japan ended their relationship with Ring of Honor, correct? I think pretty much they did, yes. I think they did too. So, okay, we're going to nix out Ring of Honor, which I think 
I hope not, but I think Ring of Honor is going to be uh, unless Ring something drastic Ring, changes. I think they're going to Ring of Honor is pretty much just doing their own thing right now because with what they're doing. Yeah, but I, th- I mean, they're almost becoming a footnote, and I don't mean this to piss off the Ring of Honor fans, but. But yeah, I think Ring of Honor is kind of like because I don't even know how to watch it now. Cool Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's on Fight App, right? Yes. Yes, yes at least. Yeah. See, I just so anyway, the hierarchy, basically excluding everyone but WWE and Ring of Honor, everybody can pretty much work with everybody because AEW's got a working relationship with AAA, Impact, and New Japan. Right. New Japan has a working relationship with CMLL in Mexico. So theoretically, like looking at this, basically it's possible that wrestlers from AAA can work with wrestlers from New Japan and by proxy CMLL, which is almost sacrilegious. Well, what's what's funny is, I'm not trying to cut you off on that one, but what's funny is when you say that is, I think they've actually done that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. Um, I think they've done it in one of their tournaments uh, a couple years. I think they did that one of their tournament tournaments a couple years ago. I think. In I New Japan. Wrong. Yes. Yes. Oh I yeah, probably. Wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it might have, might have been the best of the junior heavyweights or something. Probably, and because New Japan with its tournaments are actually really good, because it's it's not uncommon. Even the G one they'll do this sometimes is. For the longest time, Kota Ibushi wasn't even signed to a contract with New Japan, but he was in virtually every tournament. Okay, uh, we're talking about tournaments and everything right now, you and I. Because um, I was talking to friends of mine, because we're talking about, because everybody, if they don't know yet, everybody knows that the uh, IWGP world title is uh, vacated right now. And uh, we know they, okay, the G1 is done at the beginning of the year, right? It's early in the year. It's well, no, it's more like the middle, isn't it? Because you got Wrestle well, Kingdom on January fourth, right? But what what's the tournament? You, there's a tournament you got to win to become number one contender to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's in like the middle of the year. In that okay, in that the G one? Yeah, the G one, G one climax. Okay, what's the other tournament they do, they do for the junior heavyweights or the heavyweights? The heavyweights. Uh, the New Japan Cup, yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. I don't remember. Oh, hang on. I can tell you real quick. I'm using the, the Google machine real quick. I'm ashamed that I don't, because I love the G1 Climax. Let's see here. Yeah, it's like September through October for the G1. Okay, is the other one... Or is it just straight G1, that's it? No, the New Japan Cup is a tournament they do. That's their single elimination tournament. The G1's a round robin, and New Japan Cup is a single elimination. And this one is... Okay, so whoever wins the New Japan Cup automatically challenges for the heavyweight title as well at different times. Now, these guys... Or or do, or do they already have people already fighting for the title? I think it depends. I think it just depends on how they book a tournament. Okay. Well, considering the what time it is right now, it's June. 
I figured they'd already they'd be doing the New Japan tournament to. I figured they'd be doing one of their tournaments to get their t- final two to become world champion, which they've been out without a world champion for how long now? I'm not sure because unfortunately, and this is something I actually regret. The only thing that I have with New Japan that I don't like is the fact that it it takes up a lot of time, and it's it should. It's a very good product, but I just don't have a lot of time, and that's my problem. I mean, because if you sit down to watch a New Japan Pro Wrestling event, like a solid one, that's a solid five, six hours. Yes. And I love every second of it, but... But then, but then again, it's just like WrestleMania. I'm trying to look up what their next event is because I don't see the New Japan Cup. I'm really confused here. And every New Japan fan is like, God, these guys are so stupid. It looks hey, like he's... hey, we're knowledgeable, but we're not all knowledgeable. Yeah, exactly. We're not. Kizuno Road is their next kind of like series of events. And then follow that, it looks like Summer Struggle. But again, that's like a road event. What's their next big one? I think it'd be Wrestle, the- Wrestle, Glan- yeah, Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. It looks like, and the only, the only, uh, this is confusing because you've got Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship already scheduled. Huh? I think this website might be wrong, but it's NJP. It's the English New Japan site, so I'm confused. I don't know. We'll okay. get back to you. <laughs> well, if that, if that is the case, then Kodo's going to win. Well, hey, the card is always subject to change, right? Well, wait a minute. Kodo was technically the last champion, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Osprey was, but before him. No, you're was right. Kodo. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But before him, it was Kota, right? Yeah, and Osprey had to vacate the title due to injury, correct? Right, so technically, then that means Kota would actually get a shot at the title. So that might be why it's Kota Ibushi versus Shin- Shingo Takagi. Yeah, Shingo Takagi. Right. Okay, I got a funny. I got a funny. This is completely off topic, but who's your favorite active ring announcer right now? Not ever, just like whoever's calling stuff in the ring now. Uh, you had to ask that. Um, oh, good. Okay. I, I'm just going to go company by company. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just do company by company. Because company by company right now. Yeah. Well, I can't say right now because that's not technically fair considering you know, who the commentators are in Ray Bonnet. Um Because Rick Bonnie, he's he's amazing. I like well, is he? Oh, yeah, he's a ring announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's a ring announcer. Plus, he was the he was he was he's the commentator. Plus, he was the ring announcer at one point. I like I like Rick Bonnie for Ring of Honor. He's amazing. He knows what he's doing on the on the commentary booth. Um, he gives me, Ian Riccoboni, uh gives off that Kevin Kelly vibe. Well, yeah, because he was he was pretty well trained by Kevin Kelly, right? 
What was he? I mean, I would assume so because Kevin Kelly was doing Ring of Honor commentary for a very long time. Right, but Kevin Kelly was gone for a long time before Rick Abadi finally got on the commentary booth. Because Cole Cabana was on the commentary booth too for quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of time as well. With um, oh, what's his name? The guy who was in uh, WWE on NXT, Nigel. Nigel oh, Nig- was Nigel a ring announcer though? He well, he was a commentator for WWE. He was, huh? Like, I know he was doing commentary, but... He was a commentator for NXT on the uh, NXT brand. Right, but was he a ring announcer? No, not a ring announcer. Oh, okay, oh, so yeah, you, yeah. I'm talking oh, ring so announcer. Are, are you saying, like, ring announcer, like, with the mic? Yeah, the, that, that introduces people going into the ring. Oh, 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 Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel. Well, no, Bar- active, not... Oh, a- active? The Finkel okay. was one of the best... Ever. Okay, well then I'm going to go with... Oh, uh, uh, who's the one that's on Raw right now? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Not Tom, not Tom Phillips just got released, right? have no idea. I think all the <laughs> WWE ring announcers right now are okay, garbage. I think it's Mike Rome. Mike Rome, I think, is the guy who's on Raw right now. Hmm. Gotta say, I'm a big fan of the New Japan guy, which I can't find his name anywhere. But I think he's the best ring announcer out there right now. Justin Roberts is good, don't get me wrong. But Oh, just, oh okay, well, yeah, Justin Roberts is good. Especially when he announces uh, the luchadors to the ring. Yeah, yeah, pronounces everything properly. I used to like right. his introduction for the uh, AAA Mega Championship because he did it all in Spanish. I appreciated that. I I like ring announcing when it comes to um and this is something that my company is yet to do and I'm wanting to do this at one point and I want to see if we can try to do it at our big show this year. Um is where they've got, they don't announce nobody at all to the ring. Um, like for the main event. And then as soon as they're in the ring for the main event, then they do the whole, this match is set for one fall. Yeah. Match. Here's a challenger. Here's a champion. I like that big feel. I agree. I like it. I like it when they do that for big fight, for a big fight feel. And, <laughs> and traditionally, traditionally New Japan they're not doing it so much anymore, but for big matches, New Japan would do that kind of thing. Well, they well, I think they would do that all the time. Oh yeah, they do that all the time. I'm sorry, I get confused because they'll they have an English ring announcer that announces them as they walk down, but then once they're to the ring, they do that. You're right. And Ring of Honor, they do the same thing. Yeah, and I I I, I too I agree with that. I like that. I like that. But a lot. like, well, like I, I I understand it like. I, I like it more of a save it for the really big feel, not every match. No, oh, yeah, because that's how they do it in boxing. It's both well, guys well, in the right. ring. You're right, but what I'm saying is, like, Ring of Honor, they'll do it, they'll wait till they'll do it every match for both competitors in the ring. Right, them make it like that. Okay, 
You can only do that so you can only do that so much before you know. That's what I'm saying. Like that needs to be safe for like a big, big, big match. Yeah, it's kind I of mean, a it's kind of a subtle way to let the audience know that this is a big fight. Right. And like I said, my company, we we've never done that yet. Oh, that would be and, cool. I highly recommend. And, yeah, I think that would be really cool to do. Who's your ring I'm announcer, old, by the old, way? Who's the XCW ring announcer? The what? Who's the XCW ring announcer? Oh, God. You had to ask that. Um, well, the wrestler formerly known as Genocide is going to get some heat for this one. You're right. I will. <laughs> you're right. I will. Um, especially, when keeps anou- especially when I keep getting announced as Genocide, even though I'm not Genocide. Um, he doesn't do it. Um, but anyways, he, I forget his name, um, but he's a real good guy. He, he, he is know what he's doing. He's, he's trying his hardest. And like I said, I'm going to talk to the powers of B for our big show, which is called Summer Mania uh, at the end of August. Uh, that we are going, that we need to do this because I, it, we have so many every year and we have yet to do this. And I feel like it's high time we actually do this once. You heard it here first, folks. So if you still haven't checked us out of XCW, check us out every, every two weeks. There is We're a link to- in the description below this video to check out XCW on YouTube. But we, but thing is though, it's going to be a bit because we had to postpone our show. Had some flooding issues. Flooding issues, rain. Because we do it in a backyard, but still, even then, uh, we will be back up and running when Mother Nature decides to not be a bitch and ruins wrestling for us. Hey, you could have <laughs> just, you could have just mud wrestled. No, 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 no. It was because, pretty bad, though, right? Like, it, you guys uh, got it pretty bad down there from what I heard. Uh, very, pretty bad. Um, but then again, like, like I said, mud wrestling, no, no, no. Because <laughs> you don't know how, how wrestling gear is not cheap. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally joking. I would not suggest mud wrestling in legit wrestling gear. Because, yeah, you're right, it's not cheap. Well, well, people would do that, but even then, like, you know, what's funny is you, you say that story. You say that. Sorry for getting off topic, ladies and gentlemen. It just reminds me of a Honky Talk Man story. Of him going to a mud wrestling event. Where, well, obviously girls doing the mud wrestling. In his actual Honky Talk gear. And his Honky Talk gear, that he spent thousands and thousands of dollars on it. He's getting mud all over it and everything. He's like, yeah, that's the last time I do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was a particularly good idea. But that's neither here nor there. Yep. So hey, another wait, thing, in, in an effort to make our show better for all of you, make it more interesting and give more people more and more to talk about, more to listen to every week, we're also going to start instituting a new segment towards the end of the episode where... Uh, we're going to call it the match of the fortnight because since we're every other week, we have two weeks to watch wrestling and we will each share the match that we liked or stuck out to us the most from that two weeks from any company, any event whatsoever. 
So, and mine's, mine's going to cause some eye rolls and a few head scratches, but honestly, uh, the match that stuck out to me the most these past two weeks was actually Julia Hart versus Danny Jordan on AEW Dark Elevation. Okay. Have you seen Julia Hart? I have not. She's she's new in AEW. They they, they put her with the Varsity Blondes. Okay, I, I know who she is now. Okay. Dude, she can do some crazy shit. And I mean, I guess she was a competitive cheerleader, so it's not that surprising, but she had a really good match with Danny Jordan. Okay. And it could say, like, okay, I, I know, because some people were like, who's bullshit? She's new. I'm like, it, it wasn't a WrestleMania match. Okay. <laughs> but, like, honestly, when I started watching the match, the bar was set pretty low, because, again, she's 19, and I think that was, it was certainly her first match in AEW. Um, I don't think it was her first match ever, but it was her first match in AEW. And honestly, I was kind of, I was impressed. Okay. And then she had another pretty good match with Penelope Ford. There were some, and again, I try not to comment on the work because I'm not a trained professional wrestler. I could just see some things that looked a little, I'm not even going to say sloppy. They looked a little too cooperative. That That's what I'm trying to say. It wasn't sloppy, but between her and Penelope Ford, there were a couple of moments that seemed a little too rehearsed. But again, still a good match. Still impressive I, as hell. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Again, not trying to not trying to shit on anything because again, like I say it. Like okay, like they're trying to do the spot that they're trying to do. It just didn't work out in their favor. Well, I mean, the spot worked sometimes, but what I mean is like it's pretty obvious that there's cooperation. Like, like the spot was too obvious of what they were doing. Correct. And you see this a lot when, honestly, a lot of, when a lot of people do Canadian destroyers, you see it. <laughs> ben not... just, for those of you who are listening, Ben just threw his head back and just let out an audible groan. I, I'm guessing you don't like the Canadian destroyer, sir. No, I like the Canadian destroyer. To say, I love the Canadian destroyer. No, hold on, hold on. This is my thing. I like the Canadian Destroyer. It's a devastating move if people don't do it too much, too often. There's too many people doing the dang move. I agree so, with that. Because I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit. And I'd like to remind people, it used to be a finisher. Okay, was the first person you saw do it P.D. Williams? Yes. Please yeah, P.D. Williams was the first person I saw, it, and it was his finisher. Right. P.D. Williams first started doing it, and now everybody does it. Uh, there's something wrong with your audio over there, Ben. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but it sounds kind of funky. Hello, hello. Anybody in the chat hear me? Like, again, we can hear you. It just sounds weird. Oh, that's weird. Very. Hmm. Uh, nothing's coming on my end of my area. Making everything weird. Okay, I think you're back now. Okay. Sorry about uh, that, everybody. Like I was saying, PD was used to do it, though he still does it, because he still wrestles, especially with DNA. In fact, sorry. Um, like I said, everybody does the move. Uh, Adam Cole does it, because it's his finisher. Uh, who, who does it in AEW? Besides uh, everybody, but uh, your uh, your your audio's goofy again, buddy. Is there something covering up your microphone? No. 
Super weird. My microphone's open. Huh. Can you hear me? I, again, I can hear you. It just sounds weird. Try moving your phone around a bit. Anything? Okay, you're normal now. Weird. Yeah, weird. I don't know. But yeah, Penta does... Well, and I call... When Penta does it, technically it's the Mexican destroyer, but... Well, no, because it's 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 a destroyer from it's a destroyer from the uh, wrestler's place of origin. What phrase you say that? Well, I said it because that's what commentary called it one time. No, 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 no. You're right. Well, what I'm saying is, what phrase you said is uh, we had a guy better show. Uh, his name was uh, LOL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Seriously. This is Russell. Uh, wow. What? Well, dude, what is going on? Your mic is doing it again. I don't know what it is. My phone is uh, off. My phone's fine. I'm on my phone and everything's... Anything? See, you sound normal now. Okay, well, that, uh, what I was trying to say is... Um, the finisher was called the Mexican Stir. His was. So, um, if, our, if my audio is messed up, I think there might be a cue, maybe. I don't know. No, I think it's actually just where your phone's sitting, somehow, some way. Well, my phone's been sitting the same way this whole time, and I don't know why it's doing it. Super weird. But anyway, we're getting close to wrapping up anyway, so why don't you share... Uh, your match of the fortnight, and then I just have a couple of announcements, and then we can wrap this bad boy up. Well, um, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news. Um, you're probably going to get back with me in two weeks. Oh, he'll he'll share his match of the fortnight in two weeks' time. Yes, uh, because uh, I think we should do once an episode. Yours an episode, mine an episode. Okay, I, I dig that. I dig that, and then we can discuss... Uh, oh, and another piece of news I almost missed. Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Gave birth to a healthy daughter. Well, Brandy did. Cody didn't give birth. Well, and what, what what did they name her again? Liberty. Liberty. Liberty right. Rhodes. She's already got a ring name. Liberty, Liberty. She'll be, she'll, she'll be like Liberty Bale from uh, from Glow. Why well, think of that insurance commercial? Oh, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> Anyways, Liberty Road sponsored by Liberty Mutual. Yeah. Uh, you said a couple of announcements, sir. What, what, what? Okay. So first of all, I'm getting constantly asked. Down the middle merchandise, specifically T-shirts, will be available soon. We have we've had an issue with background graphics, and we're so close to getting it fixed. Because Ben, in particular, has been uh, hitting me up for one of uh, he's he's wanting to do a shameless plug when he meets uh, this Dan Housen, right? Dan Dan Housen, love Dan Housen. Dan Housen. Ladies and gentlemen, I will say this right now. Uh, sorry to get you out there, sir. Uh, I'm a big fan of the wrestler Dan Housen. 
If you haven't checked out Dan Haslam, shame on you. You need to check this man out. And we will shamelessly but, plug Dan Housen in the hopes that he will give us a shout out or appear on the program. Um, it's a long well, shot, he, but hey. Well, he likes to do anything and everything, uh, promotional TV and everything, because uh, we'll be concerned TV to him. Uh, the only thing that we have to do, especially if we don't, if we do bring him on, no swearing. Okay, we can do that. No swearing. He doesn't like swearing. He hates cursing. So please do not swear for, for this man. Um, and right now, if you, if none of you do, if you do know about him, uh, he's trying to beat out the ad free shows, which is Conrad and Eric Bischoff and everything of being the number one Patreon guy. So we don't do Patreon yet. But not yet, but hey, if if we get enough support, then we we will we will. Somehow, some way, make it happen. So, yes, if you're listening to this and you're on the Twitterverse, hit up Dan Housen and tell him he needs to appear on the Down the Middle podcast. Dan Housen, AD, that's him on Twitter. Um, Dan Housen on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Like I was saying, he's in the top 25 percentile of Patreon people. Um He's trying to beat number one. He's trying to beat Eric Bischoff and take WCW, as he says. <laughs> I already love this dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I love Dan Housen. I can't wait to meet this guy uh, next month. So please, give, give him support. He's, he just signed a Ring of Honor last year, but he, he's trying to get out there and be, become a big star. So, oh, I think he will. I think he will. But uh, some other announcements. So as I mentioned previously, we are now available on several audio streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and there's one more that I always forget, Breaker. That's what it's called. And there are more platforms coming. Um, Oh, and you can listen to us just directly on Anchor FM. And you have, there are several ways you can support the show. Number one way is just like, share, subscribe, subscribe, uh, tell your friends if they're into wrestling. We like to think we have a pretty entertaining show, but we are open. Like if there's a segment you want us to do, something you want us to look at and discuss, just drop us a line. If you visit anchor.fm slash down dash the dash middle, I believe that's our web address, but there'll be a link in the description to directly take you there. You can message directly, or you can always comment on the YouTube video. You can also support us financially if you so choose, not asking you to. Um, But the biggest thing you can do, honestly, is just listen, like, share, subscribe, and leave good old five-star reviews because that is the number one way to get us out there, which leads me to my next announcement. This doesn't have to do with the Down the Middle podcast, although we might do this at some point in the future. My other podcast, the Average Intelligence podcast... Oh, by the way, look at that. Still champ. Yeah, until we uh, go for the belt again and I beat support. Now, we're probably going to do a top golf thing. Just invite a bunch of people. It'll be an invitational sort of, well, not an invitational. Like anybody who wants to can come, but that's probably what we're going to do. But I digress. Anyway, um, the Average Intelligence Podcast is holding a contest. We are trying to get to 100 YouTube subscribers by the end of July. And the more subscribers, you generate for us 
Who basically whoever gets us the most subscribers will get twenty dollars worth of free BAT cryptocurrency from us. No strings attached, and you can trade that cryptocurrency to any other format you would like to, or you can cash it out for cash. It's totally up to you. We just chose the uh, BAT currency or BAT because we can transfer it directly with no fees, and it's borderline. It's pretty much instantaneous. Um, and for those of you that are into crypto. BAT is tradable on both Coinbase and Uphold, two of the largest platforms. Or like I said, you can connect your wallet to, there's a ton of places you can connect your wallet to, and you can just trade it out for cash if that's what you want to do. Um, but you can find more details for the contest. There is a video on the Average Intelligence uh, YouTube channel that lays out all the rules and what to do. So I'm not going to bore you with the details here. If you're interested in participating in the contest, just again, I'll put a link in the description so you can check it out. Rules and how to do it are all there. You can also check out the Average Intelligence podcast on those same audio streaming platforms if you like to listen to anything from politics to movie reviews and our infamous, actually, the podcast you were on, Ben, the tribute to the greatest podcast in the world is doing extremely well. Oh, wow. So apparently people like listening to us just sit around and talk about nerdy shit like Batman and Power Rangers. Actually, you, man, and I'm so mad at this. You've got so many supporters on the Batman camp. Who, who do? Me? Yeah, you. So many people Why? are like, Michael Keaton's the best. Yeah. I still disagree, but hey, you know. You know what? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Ruth. Do check us out on both podcasts. Maybe we might do episode two. If they're down and willing to do it. Episode two of what? A Batman? No. <laughs> well, I mean, like a, ner a nerdy type podcast. Oh, absolutely. I think that'll be a semi-regular thing. Because every time we do it, it, it goes well. Because the Mortal Kombat movie review was doing well also. <laughs> maybe, maybe right there we got a... Maybe we got another nerd. podcast. <laughs> no, we'll get... I do enough podcasts. I don't... I don't I don't know if I could fit another one in, but, uh, and then also on the average intelligence podcast, th this podcast started basically because I just thought it would be fun to have been on the podcast one night where we just talk about wrestling. And then we did it again after we started our own podcast, but that basically gave birth to this podcast. Cause we realized, Holy crap, we can talk about wrestling forever. Yes. As much history as wrestling has, you you talk about it forever, just like with you guys. You could talk about politics and everything forever because of how how long politics has been around. Yeah. So yeah, the average intelligence podcast is really more of an all encompassing. We pretty much stick to wrestling here. We might throw the occasional nerdy thing in, especially like when we have a guest on, like Hazard. When Hazard F five was on, which actually that's our best performing episode ever. I know, surprise. <laughs> I mean, this is a great episode, though. And it's actually twice the length of our normal podcast, and it still has done the best. So that's a testament to how awesome Hazard F5 is. Well, he, he did plug it, like, last week again. Ah, cool. Yeah, so, really cool, dude. Definitely definitely check that episode out if you haven't already, because that it's totally worth it just to listen to. That man knows so much about belts. It's He, he does, especially when... Uh, you talk about that, that little, little belt right there behind you, like actually the real one 
Yes, the uh, the official AEW World Championship replicas have been released, and he's got. You can check out his channel too. He's got videos talking about that as well. Which were people say six ninety nine is a little steep. No, and, I don't think so. Well, well, I, no, they're saying be to a standard replica, which is on WWE Shop, which is like four hundred some dollars. They think six ninety nine is a little steep, but. I agree with him, especially since it's not just it's the first of its kind. And as much detail is in this belt with it stacked up off of the plate, the main plate, yep. like four or five inches off the plate of 3D, you you can't find any other belt out there like the but like the AW title. Yeah, so basically so, you're saying it's worth the extra two hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I saw pictures of it, and it's. I can only imagine how much better it looks in person. But um, well, I can't think of any more announcements or anything pressing that we would uh, need to talk about in the wrestling world. So I think we'll wrap this one up, and we will see you all in two weeks. And don't forget, next Sunday I will be uploading an older episode of the Down the Middle podcast from YouTube. Like I said, until we get caught up, and then it'll be every other week like we've been doing on YouTube for the past little while. But again, everyone, please, I cannot tell you how much it helps if you just like the videos, share them and comment on them because it helps with the algorithm and it just lets more people. Also, if you go on to the YouTube page, we'll upload clips periodically. That's a big help if you like, share, comment on those. And also gives you a little tidbit of the episode and there's always a link right down below where you can watch the whole thing. Right. Well, that being said, I think we covered all the ground we wanted to. Hope everybody enjoyed it. If you did, let us know. And if you didn't, let us know. We'll listen either way. But Ben, always been a pleasure. And we will see you guys in two weeks.